Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. In our last episode, I had the chance to talk to John Freiler on what God says about fear. The coronavirus epidemic has swept through our nation and things have changed rapidly. For the time being, the majority of schools have closed and workplaces have downsized. And for many of us, we're home. Although life looks different for us, Samaritan's Purse has not stopped helping the hurting and broken. On Tuesday, March 17th, we deployed 32 disaster response specialists, including doctors, nurses, and other medical personnel to Italy. And tomorrow, we will open an emergency field hospital there, providing desperately needed surge capacity to an overwhelmed local hospital. We're expectant to see how God will bring hope and healing to the people of Italy. Like Franklin Graham said, there's a lot of fear and panic around the world, but we put our trust in God, and we want to share that hope with others. Today, I want you to hear from my husband, Edward Graham, as he spoke during our ministry's morning devotions. For those of you who don't know, Samaritan's Purse gathers every morning as a family of believers to learn from God's word and to pray for others. Although most are now working from home, this is still how we start our day, in God's word and in prayer. Edward's devotion was encouraging and uplifted so many of our staff members that I thought you should hear it too. Good morning. It is great to be here with you this morning. I am using my phone just a little bit here because Sam again just sent me the prayer request on the, uh, on the text this morning. But it's so great to be um, with the staff of Samaritan's Purse and from all the outstations, whether it be in Greensboro, North Wilkesboro, Charlotte. It's just good to be worshiping with you this morning. It is a little different. It's kind of quiet in here. It's a little, a little different, a little eerie. Um, but this is the norm for a little bit. And you know what? That's okay. I'm encouraged. And just uh, just to see what the video, for those that weren't in here or weren't able to see it, it was my dad talking about what we're doing in Italy. And, and Kenny just reminded me, it was a week ago today, that we brought up the idea, hey, we could possibly go to Italy. We floated out the idea. And here we are already serving on the ground. The hospital will be up and running today. Just unbelievable capability we have here at Samaritan's Purse, but more importantly, the staff, the volunteers, the DART members, the people that God's brought here to Samaritan's Purse to make this happen, it's incredible, unbelievable. I've been so impressed, and uh, just the precision that people plan with and the connection that God's makes happen. There's people popping out of the woodwork in uh, Italy that are just running down and making this work and making this happen, and I've been so impressed. But for uh, prayer requests this morning, uh, just to lift up a, a, a few things. Um, again, be praying for the team that's there in Italy. The challenges they're going to face, um, the hardships away from home, at the least they're going to be gone a month. I have a feeling they're going to be gone longer. Um, but just what it, what it takes to take off and go to a place like that. But pray for their health and just the opportunity to be able to share the hope of Jesus Christ. That's why we went there. Um, there's also a growing fear. I think across America, you probably have family members, you yourself may be struggling a little bit. And that's something I'm going to talk about today. But pray for this nation. Pray for the church. This is an opportunity that we can be bold, stand for Christ. Um, even when we fear, fear is natural, and we're going to have it. Even when we fear that we keep stepping and moving forward. And then um, there will be some department uh, prayer requests that will be sending out um, by email. But just be continue to pray for those. I also ask, you know, we have several members and uh, 
that work here at Samaritan's Purse, they either have family members or their staff themselves. We have a couple board member wives that are dealing with health issues, and with that comes chemo. And this can also be a scary time for those that are dealing with, with, with chemo treatment and just being sick. So pray for them that uh, their spouses can be an encouragement, that they can be a help, that they protect them, and just continue to lift them up in prayer. Um, one thing, just a reminder, in talking with Kenny, uh, still don't congregate in groups really more than 10. Uh, there's a couple families that already probably violate that within Samaritan's Purse. We've got some large families out there. But just a reminder, um, it's, you see stuff happening at spring break. Um, just be smart. Just be smart and don't gather in such ways. Dad, I've talked to several times, and uh, he's just so impressed with what the staff's doing and the steps they're taking, the leadership decisions, um, but just the fact that people are still pushing forward during the challenge. It's a challenge that I haven't seen in my lifetime. Um, but I remind people this nation has felt many, many great challenges. Uh, whether you were after Pearl Harbor and saw what happened there and knowing that we're about to go into a war that we did not know who would win or when it would end. That was a challenge this nation has never faced before. It could be the Great Depression, the Civil War, um, the, the forefathers when they created this country and declared independence, the challenge and the fear that came with that. They knew if Britain won, they were dead. This nation has faced challenges before, but just as President Trump said, we're a foundation built on Christ, on Scripture and the Bible. Go to prayer. God has delivered us before. He'll deliver us again. And what I want to talk to you this morning is something my own child struggled with last night. Um, it was Hannah's birthday yesterday. And last night, Hannah went to bed crying. And she was scared about the coronavirus. So I had to go up and sit down and share with her. And if you... The three people that follow me on Twitter probably saw a verse I posted last night, but it's something that Dick Furman and I have always talked about. Dr. Dick Furman and I have always gone back and forth with this. Many of you know my, my background, my past. Yes, I was an Army Ranger. Rarely have I sat up in this podium, I don't think, and I've really told a war story. But Jamie and some other members here and the staff could probably tell you, you do get afraid. People may think, well, oh, you're a ranger. It's what you were supposed to do. I got scared. It's human. We're all going to be fearful. We're all going to be afraid at times. Um, I remember Dad talked about it because I was watching Fox News and it came across the ticker. And uh, it says, Billy Graham's grandson wounded in Iraq. And I was watching with a group of guys. I was sitting on a donut because my where my injuries were, part of my injuries. And when that ticker went across the stadium, all my rangers, their eyes got this big, and they all ran to the one unclassed computer we had, and they started Googling me um, to see what would come up. But I did. I got blown up. Um, got shrapnel all down on my back and legs. I was, the city was flooded. A little kid was across the street, and we were bringing the detainee out from the raid we did. He clicked off an IED. I couldn't see it was in the water. I flipped through the air and landed up against a building and fell down some steps. And uh, it hurts. <laughs> when shrapnel goes in you, it, it's hot. And it feels like your whole body's on fire. Uh, and it sucked the wind out of me. I couldn't breathe. Whatever hit my back, my back plate broke it, cracked my back plate, splintered it, uh, even though it was Kevlar. And my whole back, you know, two days later, was back in blue. But I was 
I was out of commission for a couple of days. Um, and uh, I had to go back out. Finally, when I, I did not, when my platoon finally went back out, they took us a week off because we had so many injured. There's two different IEDs that night. Um, they finally let us go back out. I was not going to let my platoon go back out with, without me. But we go out, and, you know, we talk about PTSD. Um, this is where I can relate to it. Every time we walked over a piece of trash, I'd flinch. When we called our vehicles for to come and do what we called outer cordon, outer isolation containment, it was driving over from trash. I did this. I tensed up. I got scared. And I know my guys could see this because rangers do what they called skits. And at the end of the deployment, they do skits, and they were brutal on me. <laughs> That's how you know you're loved. But, uh, you know, I was scared at times. A couple days later, I was chasing an individual down the street, and we knew there was IEDs down there. We had the reporting. We could, I could see a couple IEDs coming in. But I'm, here I am running down the street chasing this guy, knowing that any second I'm going to step on one. And that's just one time. I can, I can lose count how many times I've been scared. But I get scared. But one thing I always go back to, and this is what I appreciate about uh, Uncle Dick, he's good about sending me verses. But in Daniel, if you go to uh, chapter 3, you're going to read about the story of Shad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, many of us, we all know this story. It's something we learned in Sunday school in the final graph. But I think... Like many stories in scripture, we have a childlike view on it. We think, oh, they're bold for Christ. They're supernatural. They're superhuman. They're different from us. They were given something from God that we don't have. They're, they have a boldness that we're not able to have. That's not true. They're no different than you and I. They face the same challenges, just as human, and they were just as scared. But in that, on starting on verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If, you are thrown into the, <clears throat> if we are thrown into the blazing furnace and God will serve as able to save us from it, he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But, this is where I want you to talk, but even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Their faith was so bold and so great that even if not, they're going to continue to serve. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament and is the God of today. He's the same. He's right beside us. He will deliver us. He will deliver this nation from the challenges we have. But even if not, I will continue to follow and trust. I know many in this room well, and I pray that you will too. But even if not, we'll continue here at Samaritan's Purse to serve in the name of Jesus Christ. We will continue to go out and be a light for others. Many of you are working from home. Many of you are not able to congregate here today in this room or you're in your cubicles and watching. But we still have many of our staff members and our volunteers serving on the front lines, whether it be with NAM, whether it be people in Operation Christmas Child still trying to do their work, but not able to meet and gather and coordinate or train, whether it be in Italy, that are literally in the front line of this and serving, 
we have people out. So as a staff here as a headquarters, that's our job to support, to enable, to pray for, to lift up and encourage, and to know those people that are serving out there doing, they're not forgotten, they're cared for and they're loved. But even if not, we will continue to serve here boldly at Samaritan's Purse and continue to go forward. And you'll go, well, how can we do that? The fear is so great that there's so much out there. Financially, there's going to be challenges. We know that. Health-wise, we already know those challenges. There's restrictions the government's put on us. But don't let it be a spiritual restriction. Don't be a, let it be a, a problem with the heart of why you can't serve or why you don't go up boldly. The one thing I want to leave you with here, and that's John 15, um, skipping obviously into the New Testament, but I love this. As a kid, we always look at the disciples as someone else that just their ministry after Christ went into heaven, they were on fire and spoke with power and conviction. But when they were with Jesus and walking on earth, they were children. They asked some really stupid questions. They doubted. They denied Jesus. Walked on water but sank. They're exactly what we are. They're no different. But then what changed? Where did this boldness and this power and this unbelievable ability to conduct miracles, where did that come from? I would tell you it's the same opportunity and the same power that you and I get and that we have. Because it says in chapter 14, when Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, in verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, you have that same power, that Holy Spirit, to be bold, just as the disciples were. So my prayer for Samaritan's Purse today, for the weeks to come, is that we don't forget these words, that we have the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if not, to walk into that furnace. I know they were afraid. You smell that fire, you feel the heat, you watch people die just turning it on. They were afraid. They were human, but they were bold in their faith, and they were delivered. Here, the disciples, given the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and start the church, the body of Christ that you and I are part of today, our founding fathers of the church, they were not afraid. And that's the same conviction, the same hope that I have. So pray for the leadership here. I pray for my father uh, every day, every night as we go forward to this and the challenges laid before him, the VPs but everyone on staff. I know these aren't easy times. So you have resources available. We have an unbelievable ministry care team. If you're struggling, someone in your family is struggling, please reach out. We have incredible resources within HR, but you also just have mentors here and leaders here that love and care about you. Please reach out if you're struggling or a family member struggling during this time so we know how to care for you, love for you, and pray for you. But together, with the body of Christ, Samaritan's Purse will get through this and we'll be a light and leadership for the rest of the world. So thank you. I went long enough. But again, I just, um, 
I'm excited to be here because this is what Samaritan's Purse does. I left two years ago, really, from the Army, but a little over a year ago is when I actually uh, departed. I made decisions a little over two years ago. This is why I came, was to be a part of a team like this, to work for a kingdom that lasts forever. So what you do today and from now on, it lasts forever. Let's pray. Lord, again, we just come to you. We thank you for this opportunity to serve, to be a part of this ministry that you've created, that you've built, you alone, not a man, not men and women, but you. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to be with this team, to see the talent that you have assembled, to go out and share the name of Jesus Christ boldly, to go around the world, to go to places where others won't. Lord, we just pray that we're willing to serve wherever you lead, whether it be here in the U.S. or abroad. I pray for the people that we will serve and love on and care for, the downtrodden, the beaten, the broken. Lord, that we have the opportunity to share the hope that's inside of us. May we speak clearly and boldly, and it may be your words and not ours. I pray for the staff today for encouragement. We surrender to you, Lord. We cannot go through this alone. We are never meant to go through life alone. But Lord, I pray that all of our problems, our concerns, our burdens, we lay at the foot of the cross, surrender to you. Direct, guide us, lead us. Lord, I pray for the leaders here at Samaritan's Purse that you've anointed. Lord, may they have boldness and clarity in the decisions they make. Lord, protect our staff here and those working overseas. Lord, keep them from this virus. And Lord, if they do get it, may they heal quickly so they can get back in the fight. Lord, for the unspoken prayer requests that we have here, the burdens of our staff that already lay on us on top of this virus, we commit them to you. We give them to you. Those that are already sick and hurting and struggling, Lord, may your healing hand be on them, your protection be with them, comfort them and their loved ones. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What an encouraging message. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reminds us that it's okay to be scared, but to be reassured that the Lord is by our side. They were obedient to God from the very beginning and trusted Him in their uncertainty and fear. If you'd like to learn more about how Samaritan's Purse is responding to the coronavirus, visit our website at samaritanspurse.org. Please continue to partner with us in prayer for those who are sick and for our medical teams on the ground. No matter what happens, we put our trust in God. Thanks for tuning in today and have a blessed week.